in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm Jonathan Strickland. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. Happy 600th episode! Yay! Pop that champagne, which we don't have. We do not have it all. So Lauren and I... We really wrestled over, figuratively, wrestled over what we were going to do with this episode. We really weren't sure how we wanted to commemorate 600 episodes of Tech Stuff. Uh, because that's a whole bunch. And uh, and it means that I've been with the show for over 100 episodes now, which yeah. is also pretty exciting. I've also been with the show for over 100 episodes. You have. You have been on the show for every single episode that has aired ever, haven't you? Yeah. This is 600 for me. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big deal for me, really. I mean, I'm sounding like I'm being real like dismissive or whatever, but this really means a lot to me. And it means a lot to me that we have so many listeners who have stuck around for years and years and years who uh, are very supportive. And when we say, hey, if you guys want to let us know what to talk about, you guys respond. And we've had some amazing episodes come out of suggestions from listeners. Oh, absolutely. So we thought... Hey, how about we do that thing? So we, we took to the social media. The as, social medias. Yeah, as, isn't media already plural? Yes. We took, we went to the medium social and then we're like, no, we're going total large with this social. And we put out the word saying, what should we talk about? And on our Facebook page, we had a lot of different suggestions, but one of the suggestions was just do how tech stuff works. Give us the stuff behind tech stuff. And it got a lot of, of uh, likes, a lot of votes, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we decided, all right, we'll do that. Now, we have talked about tech stuff before. Uh, we, sure. Uh, we went a lot into the history for episode 500 when Chris joined us in the studio again. Yeah, when, when, by joined us, we mean that we kidnapped him. If you recall, it, it opened with uh, us ripping the tape off his face so he could talk. Uh, and then he immediately started making puns. So we put the tape back on. And now here we are. So, but we'll, we'll give a quick overview of how this whole thing got started. So about six and a half years ago, this is 2014 when we're recording this, um, I was approached by who was then the, the head of How Stuff Works. Now is even more important. Uh, Connell came up to me. If you've ever listened to stuff, you should know. I'm sure you've heard about Connell. In fact, he's probably popped up in a couple of other episodes, too. He, he also showed up on video. He was the um the, the, the boss in that Trapped in a Meeting video series that Stuff You Should Know did. Yeah. Um, that the, the boss who was just up there rambling uh, about really bossy stuff. That's exactly what our meetings are like, yeah. by the way. He that, also improved that entire thing. Just, and, just went twice through two takes, like 45 minutes each. As far as I can tell, he's made of magic. Anyway, so he came up to to me and said, hey, uh, I was thinking about doing this podcast thing, and we're going to start with stuff you should know, and we're going to start with stuff you missed in history class, which at the time was called Factor Fiction. Uh, had Josh Clark and, and Candace in it. Candace Keener. Yeah. In fact, Josh and Candace were uh, the original hosts, and that obviously that, that show has undergone many changes and just continued to get even more awesome. Uh, everyone's done a great job on that. But those two shows launched first, and then they wanted to launch a technology podcast. And uh, so it was going to be called Tech Stuff, because, of course, How Stuff Works, we had to have stuff and everything. Sure. So uh, Chris Paulette and I became the original hosts of Tech Stuff. And uh originally, if you listen to those early episodes, they were really short. They had like to be. five minutes long. Yeah, five or less. minutes. That was yep. the cap. And uh that changed when they realized that Chris and I couldn't get through introducing ourselves 
uh, within the five minute cap. And eventually we were able to go as long as we needed to. So that's the basic, uh, the basic history from the beginning. Lauren, of course, joined us in 2013. Uh huh. Right. I think I began recording episodes at the end of 2012 and, uh, the first ones aired the first week of 2013. Yep. And we threw you into the deep end. We immediately made you start making, uh, predictions of oh, technology. Oh, that's easy. I mean, saying stuff that I don't know about is, is totally fine. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an allowable thing in the predictions episode. Uh, when it gets to the point where we have to actually cover technology and actually know what we're talking about, that's when it gets tricky. That's scary. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we've been going strong since. So, we had some other thoughts about, you know, what are we going to talk about with the behind the scenes? Because it's not like we can take you guys around with us and show you everything. This is an audio podcast. Oh, we could, but it would be a pretty boring audio show. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things we thought about is talking about how we actually put together an episode. So Lauren and I, we will uh, communicate usually via email, sometimes smoke signal, sometimes interpretive dance, uh, some point in the week before we record. And we'll pick our subjects, our topics. Often we were look at either what's trending in the news to see if there's anything that kind of sparks our imagination, or more frequently we look at what listeners have suggested. Uh-huh. We have a a giant uh, Google Doc spreadsheet of all of these ideas that either we've come up with or that you guys have suggested, and uh, usually a few little notes about them, but sometimes just a single word. And yeah. uh, and then we'll we'll take the suggestion from there. Yep. And then we'll sit there and look and we'll also look at what's on our plates because some of these subjects automatically we know are going to require way more research than others. And right? and, and multiple episodes, too. I mean, you know, when, when we embarked upon Amazon, for example, we were like, this could potentially be seven episodes. So yeah, we did. let's narrow it down to three. We wound up recording two and yeah. have the idea for a third kind of nebulously floating around. So right. So those are things that we take into consideration because we only have a two hour block of recording time. Every week, uh, sometimes Noel is gracious enough to let us go over that. Yeah, because we are the last podcast to record on the day we record. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk more about that because we've got a specific listener question where we can chat about that. But, uh, yeah, here's the thing. We don't have endless amounts of time to sit down and record. In fact, our recording sessions are not a whole lot longer than the two episodes we tend to record. Sometimes we record three. Today we're recording three, for example. So, uh, uh, episode 601 and 602 will be coming out. Uh, we'll, we'll be recording those the same day we're recording episode 600. Cause we love you that much. And also cause I'm going to be on vacation. So, um, that means that we have to be really cognizant of our time, especially since there are other podcasts that record and we only have the one podcast studio. It's not like we have multiple studios here at How Stuff Works and we all just go into different rooms. Yeah, it's not a giant podcast farm. Yeah, we also only have two people who record podcasts. Uh, Noel is one of them. Oh, oh by, by record, we mean do the actual physical button pushing yeah. and editing together and production. We'll be bringing Noel onto this episode shortly to talk about his side of this uh, this whole wacky thing we call podcasting. He has a voice. And we also, of course, have Jerry, the mysterious Jerry, uh, which we will say nothing more about because that's kind of what what we do. We don't talk about Jerry. Uh, Jerry is awesome, by the way. So then uh, we have this in our next bit of notes, the actual equipment and software used in the recording process. So here's the deal. Uh, Lauren and I, one of the, the greatest joys I have at doing this is the fact that I'm really just responsible for making sure that I have the content to talk about and that I have the voice to actually express that that stuff 
while we sit down and record. I don't have to worry about any of the equipment. I don't have to worry about any of the software. I don't have to worry about editing. I don't have to worry about publishing. Uh, I know a lot of people out there, people who listen to this show, probably work on their own podcasts. And you guys are wearing multiple hats. You know, you might be you might be on air talent. You might be a producer. You might be an editor. You could be a publisher. You're probably uh, doing sound design in your own studio. Yeah, this is a lot of stuff that you guys have to do. And Lauren and I don't have to do it. Yeah, we, we are very fortunate to um, have always worked with incredibly talented and dedicated people who make us sound so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's a whole lot of little blips and blobs and mess ups and coughs and right. uh, oops, I need to go eat a granola bars yes. and et cetera that happen in the middle of our episodes. We've also had a this room has gotten so hot that there is no way my brain can function. We have to do this later. Uh, fortunately, this room is no longer that hot. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we worked out that situation. Yeah. Th- th- there was a thermostat issue. I you think guys. we can cover that when we get into the uh, describe the podcast room. That's another okay. question we have. Definitely. But now I would like to bring our uh, producer and editor extraordinaire, Noel, onto the show. All right, everyone. We are joined by our producer slash editor slash publisher extraordinaire, Noel. Noel, say hello. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Noel. You're just a bundle of energy today, aren't you? You know, that's how I roll. So those of you who are really astute may think, hey, that, that voice sounds familiar. And uh, if you listen to a lot of the podcasts from How Stuff Works, you may recognize this voice because, Noel, you've done some uh, ad reads, right? This is true. I'm usually much more ebullient in those reads. That's true. Yeah, we, You're very perky, yeah. We, we forced him back around from behind his desk that's also located within our uh, podcast studio uh, to, to join us here. Although we do have a foam barrier set up for our own protection. Yes, it's really just to make sure we don't make eye contact with Noel while he's recording. It enrages him. It also makes me really uncomfortable to be on this side of the barrier, just so you know. Okay, well, we'll we'll keep this nice and short. So, Noel, a lot of people want to know about the technology behind tech stuff. And we thought, who better to talk about that than Matt Frederick? But he was busy, so we came to you. Ouch. Aww. Ouch. Burn. Just kidding. Sick burn. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's a pretty low-tech affair. We have some really nice microphones that we use. They're dynamic uh, vocal mics. And actually, a funny uh, little tidbit, the same microphone that was used to record the vocals of Michael Jackson's Thriller. So oh. the Shure SM7B... Then only the SM7, but now they added a little lowercase b. But they work really well for uh, recording the voice. Um, you can get really close to them as opposed to it's called a condenser mic, which kind of picks up everything and all things around them. Right. So this way we reduce the you know noise and we get a lot of that around here because our office is right on the edge of the building overlooking a MARTA station, which is the uh, public transit we have here. So we hear that swishing sound mm-hmm. every now and then. That's the MARTA yeah. train. Also lots of sirens that mm-hmm. we have to stop for and construction going on both above and below us. Yeah. uh, We said the only thing we're missing right now is a marching band walking through the office, which should be here any minute now. So these microphones, they're picking up sound. They are sending that sound. Where does the sound go, Noel? 
the sound goes to uh, a computer we have. It's a Mac Pro. I think it's about four years old, but it does the job really well. We use this program that's part of the Final Cut 7 suite of software, which a lot of video editors actually still like to use, but this is the audio editor that comes with that suite. And it uh, mainly is just a basic audio recording program. There's nothing fancy about it. So once I'm done recording the episode, I export the audio files to a Dropbox folder that I access from home, which is where I do most of my editing because I actually only come into the office here a couple of days a week to record everyone. Um, and then I use a different program called Adobe Audition, which actually allows me to use um, audio plugins that kind of sweeten the sound of the, you know, your voices are already very sweet, but oh, they sometimes you, require a little bit of extra no, I, love. No, I, I need all the sweetener I can get. Yeah, and then I just add some sound design and um, publish them to the uh, RSS feed, which then goes out to iTunes and um, uh, beyond. Excellent. So about how long does it take you to edit a typical episode of Tech Stuff? Well, I edit everything at double speed just to maximize the time because I do quite a few shows and I have a limited amount of time that I can work on stuff. Um, so uh, it takes about a half an hour to edit an hour show. But, uh, but we all sound like chipmunks the entire time that you're doing it. This is true. And you, you occasionally probably hear a little bleed from me editing while you're recording over there. So that's the sound of... Uh, Really yeah. comforting. Yeah. I thought that was just in my head. No. <laughs> Good. It's, Glad to have cleared that up. Yeah. No, that... My therapist is going to be so happy. Uh, so another question then, because you listen to so many different How Stuff Works shows and you have to edit so many different shows, whose shows do you like to edit the most? Well, I mean, I think with uh, with tech stuff, the majority of the time I spend is actually cutting out um, puns. What? Yeah, it's true. I, I make those for a reason, Noel. Oh, he still leaves in. I mean, like, like you know, a, a good 50%, so 20 or 30 puns per episode. That's, there is such a thing as pun overload. I'm just going to put that out there right Look, now. Look, Chris Paulette has not been on this show for a really long time, so I would like to maintain that I think Okay, it's fair. You've edited them all out. That that does make more sense. Okay, well, that's that's fair. Uh, Noel, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're we're glad that people could hear your voice and hear you be you, and and also just to give some more insight onto the kind of stuff we use here in the office. Uh, and uh, now we're going to banish you to the other side of the room, uh, back at your desk behind the safety foam barrier. I've never seen someone take off their headphones so angrily before. <laughs> All right. One more thing that we can talk about before we take a quick break is to talk about what it's like to work here at How Stuff Works and not necessarily go through what our routine is because we have a question a little bit later that I think will lead into that. But just what's the atmosphere like? What's it like uh, interacting with the other hosts of How Stuff Works? Because believe it or not. We do all have a centralized office that we work out of. So uh, Yeah, yeah. And I think that we, we mentioned when we first moved into the current office space that we are in uh, that it's a little bit like a call center. It's it's very open um, and you can kind of reach out and poke your your neighbors. And so, uh, so so we're all in pretty close quarters. Yeah, I've got I've got Robert Lamb of Stuff to Blow Your Mind on my left and Scott Benjamin of Car Stuff on my right. So I've got the two rowdiest, loudest <laughs> people I'm I'm absolutely joking. They are both incredibly focused and so zen and quiet and and into everything that they are doing. It makes me feel really self-conscious cuz I'm an extrovert and I like talking to people and it helps me get excited about what I'm doing. But they're both introverts and they like really focusing on stuff. So I keep thinking Going through my mind of we did that personality test like five years ago. Who was an extrovert on that test? 
uh, Josh, but he's recording, so that's no good. And so, but it is, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it, one of the best things about working here is that the people who work here have great personalities. They're wicked smart. Oh, yeah. And they just, they, they, they're so well read on such a wide variety of subjects, mainly because we all have been writing or editing articles on these subjects for years. Mm-hmm. That, uh, or, or even just that, you know, for, for newer people who are here, yeah, just, I mean, there's no one in this office who I am not intellectually intimidated by in one way or another because they're, they're all just, Amazing, funny, brilliant, terrific people. I sit, by the way, between, um, Christian Conger of Stuff Mom Never Told You and Joe McCormick, our, um, our third co-host on Forward Thinking. Yeah. So we've got lots of, uh, really smart, funny folks here. And that's always a pleasure. Also, if you guys aren't familiar, I mean, we, we do, like Lauren said, we do the show Forward Thinking, which is an optimistic view of the future and talking about all sorts of stuff, not just technology, but science and culture and usually optimistic. We, we tend to be more optimistic than not. We, we also don't shy away from, uh, talking about challenges, real of challenges. Course, of course. That's, that's always part of it. I do tend on that show to be depressing numbers girl. Yeah. That's usually my, my job for every show is to look into all the statistics that are going to make me cry in the shower the next morning. But I sweep in and I say, remember that human beings are pretty amazing at overcoming, uh, obstacles. So, that's my job. Uh, also, you know, we do a show where we're both hosts on a show called Brain Stuff, a uh, video series. Right, right. Um, that is being headed by uh, Christian Sager and um, uh, written by him and Ben Bolin, mm-hmm. produced by Mr. Paul Denchant. Yep. Um, and uh, other hosts on that show include Kristen Conger. Mm-hmm. Josh Clark is also a host. Ben Bolin pulls double duty. He's also a host. And uh, we tend to pick just... Uh, Whatever topics we really like at this point, we kind of pick interesting stuff that we can explain in a few minutes in, a, in an entertaining way. It's usually basic science kind of stuff. And we have a, a lot of fun. It's the first time I've done video and it's a huge trip for me getting to, to learn this new terrifying skill set. Yeah. So if you've ever wanted to see what Lauren looks like when uh, she's uh, enacting a 1980s power ballad, uh, you need to watch the episode we did about how fast does hair grow. Yeah, the, the very first episode that we did, uh, we we brought in a floor fan and I flipped my hair and I didn't really understand what my life was anymore that no, day. Uh, yeah, the only thing was we didn't have any actual soundtrack to go along while you were physically flipping your hair or else we could have really had you live the moment. Yeah, it was really just, just you and uh, uh, Russ, Russ Vick, our original producer on that show, giggling, giggling a yeah. lot about it. It I, was very difficult not to. No, that's that's I agree. It was mostly out of envy, Lauren. I <laughs> my hair flipping days are long behind me. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, no, no, working at How Stuff Works in general, um honestly, it's the first job I've ever had where I felt like I belonged, like mm-hmm. where I felt like I was part of a team that cared that I was there, um and and that was really working towards something awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's the most rewarding. I keep telling people it's the most challenging job I've ever had. And it's oh, the yeah. best job I've ever had. <laughs> Absolutely. We probably both work way too much. Yeah, um, yeah. But but it's it's all because we we love uh, learning stuff and sharing what we learn with you guys. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, it's it's not like, uh, you know, a lot of people said, hey, you guys get paid for podcasting. That's actually that wasn't true for a very long time in the sense that podcasting was something on top of everything else we did. 
Uh, these days, it's a little bit different. We'll talk about that more in the second half. But, uh, you know, it, the reason why people would stick with it is because they loved it so much. They were really enjoying the experience of having these conversations and sharing it with other people and then getting the feedback. And, uh, you know, sometimes feedback can be rough, but, you know, most of you guys out there are pretty awesome. Oh, oh, yeah. I, and we I mean, we don't always have time to respond to every email that we get and every Facebook message that we get. But I want you all to know that we read every single one of them and appreciate so much that you guys take time out of your day to to write into us and and share your thoughts or give us corrections or uh, any other assorted stuff that comes our way. Absolutely. Yeah. Whether it's a photoshopped uh, uh, poster of a popular science fiction film that's been retouched to have different people on it. Or it's a handmade ukulele. I mean, we've, we've received some pretty cool stuff from folks. You guys are all awesome. So to prove how awesome all of you are, in the second half, what we're going to do is we're going to respond to specific questions from our listeners. Plus, I think we might hear from uh, some fellow How Stuff Works folks as we go along. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. Okay, we're back. And our first question comes from JP on Twitter. And JP asks, how much time is spent researching prior to recording an episode? Gosh, JP, I don't know that we have an easy answer for this. Uh, yeah, it varies widely depending on uh, the topic and how much else is going on in a given week. Um, I, I would I would say that my bare minimum in an emergency situation has been an hour and a half, which is probably terrible. No, no, Lauren, let me let me put your mind at ease. There used to be a time when I would record this show at 9 a.m. on a Friday and I would get into the office at 630 in the morning and start researching for two episodes. Yeah, we'd start at nine and we wouldn't be done till 11. Now, that was an incredibly intense period of research these days. Uh, I spread it out a lot more. I look at a lot of other sources. I try and pull in more information so that it's not just a list of facts. I don't want it to be boring. Right. So, I mean, I would say on average, I probably spend about four hours of research per hour of podcast that you Uh, listen to. Yeah, I was I was going to say three to six is my is my average. So probably probably right around that. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of research for, uh, for just a simple conversation, but it's really so that we can make it as interesting as we can and as accurate as we can. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we do occasionally make mistakes and I make puns, uh, you know, you take that into account as well, but we really do try very hard to make sure that our episodes are entertaining and informative. And uh, there's some topics out there that when we decide we're going to do it, we think, oh, this is going to be a breeze. We're going to be done in half an hour. Uh, you, usually the more sure we are that it's going to be a short and sweet episode, the longer the episode winds up being. And the harder um, it is to research. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, although, you know, there are we are benefited by the fact that, Jonathan, you have been working for How Stuff Works for so long and you have literally written the book, the the, the article on a lot of the topics that we talk about. Here. Yeah, sometimes I forget that I wrote them. Uh, I certainly have forgotten that I've recorded podcasts where I, I tell Lauren, hey, we should do this. And you tell me, hey, you did that already. <laughs> That's happened more than once. All right. Well, our next question comes from the pencil to be on Twitter who asks, what is the average time of day that you guys record? And it's not usually an average because we have a studio schedule um, because there are enough people coming in of uh, vying again, not not literally, but but vying for studio time and space. I will loom 
if uh, <laughs> this is totally true, I will loom if the podcast that records immediately before us, which, by the way, in case you're wondering, is Car Stuff uh-huh, with uh, with Ben Bolin and Scott Benjamin, uh, they will they record immediately before us. Their recording schedule is from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. on Thursdays. We begin at 3 p.m. on Thursdays and technically we're supposed to end at 5 Right, right now it's about five twenty-eight. Yeah, we go over that pretty Noel frequently. Noel is being really nice. Noel, Noel has been a saint and has sat in for long episodes on multiple occasions. And very occasionally will tell us how to stop the recording when we're done and leave early. Yeah, because we don't want to keep him here longer than he no, absolutely has to not. be. Uh, so, uh, yeah, 3 p.m. on Thursdays is typically when we record, which, by the way, is prime time to be on fire or committing a crime in Atlanta. We, we know this because uh, as as we may or may not have said earlier, uh, our our podcast studio is has one for one wall a window that yeah. looks out over a busy roadway and a trainway. Yeah, we're we're near for those in Atlanta or who are familiar with Atlanta. We overlook Peachtree. Uh, there's also Highway 400 that's just that goes next under door. our building and um and also uh, one of the MARTA tracks. Yep. So the North South Line. Yeah. We get uh we get some traffic noise occasionally. So yeah. But anyway, that's um that's when we record. So next from Aaron on Twitter, do you guys still write articles or mostly focus on the podcasts? Which do you prefer to do? This is a great question because when I started podcasting, I was writing an article a week plus a short piece. Oof. Wow. Yeah, there was an article of a week and and a kind of question of the day style article, which are are shorter pieces on HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, right. And then doing two podcasts a week. Uh, I, I was never a writer for HowStuffWorks, actually. I was an editor when I first joined up. Yeah. Um, and then didn't start podcasting until about a year and a half or two years into my tenure here. Yep. So uh, eventually I got to the point where I was writing two full articles a week, plus recording two podcasts. Uh, then I got to the point where I was shooting video and writing two articles a week and doing two podcasts. These days, I don't really write articles anymore. I haven't written a brand new article from start to finish since 2012. Oh, okay. Uh, we just did a, an update on the How Google Glass Works article just earlier this month. Yeah. Which Jonathan had originally written, and he did a revision on it, and I was his editor standing in for Mr. Chris Paulette, who was always previously your editor. Right, right. You did an excellent job. Oh, thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, because uh, I, I've had I've had lots of editors here at How Stuff Works. I go through them pretty regularly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 interesting because everyone has a different way of working with people. But this was seamless. For one thing, I think it helped that we had been sitting down at the same table and talking. <laughs> Every Thursday. We, we also do. I, I mean, we technically edit each other's work all the time. Um, yeah. Because of the way that we that we do our notes. Yeah. yeah so. so anyway, um, to ask about do you prefer to podcast over writing articles? Uh, I miss writing articles, to be perfectly honest. I really do miss the the art of researching, putting together an article and writing it. However, uh from the day when I really felt like I had a handle on podcasting moving forward, I've always enjoyed podcasting a little more. Uh, I like both, but podcasting, for one thing, anyone who's talked to me knows I'm a, you know, I'm a chatterbox. So. You're, you're, fond, you're fond of speaking aloud. Yes. I do. I do. Well, because if I don't speak aloud, all of this happens in my head, Lauren. 
I have to let it out. You're right. That's terrifying. Yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> what about you? I mean, you, you, you did not come from a podcasting background and, uh, I would think that you're a little more introverted than I am. A tiny bit. Um, then again, I think like Liberace is a little bit more introverted than you are technically. Fair so, play. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, no. Well, you know, I, um, I do miss editing. I, editing is honestly my passion in life. If that is not the geekiest thing that you've ever heard, uh, I, I really love working with an author to figure out, um, not, not only what they've said, but what they were trying to say and try to, you know, merge the two and in, into a completely perfect universe of, of just the best way for them to express what they were trying to express. I, right. I love that process. And, and I especially love working with it with, a weird technical articles about strange things that I've never gotten to, to learn about before. So, uh, so I missed that, but I do, I do also love, uh, this, this crazy thing, this, and, and, and it's been a terrific opportunity for me to, to expand myself. I never thought that I could do this kind of performance and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it very much. Well, that's so. great. That's great. Cause if you were to say like, I despise every moment that I come <laughs> into this room. And I, I never do, want to talk to you again. I do feel like I need to like like head boop a kitten or eat large quantities of chocolate every time that I leave. But I've been told that that's an adrenaline it's, thing. Yeah, you get you can you can feel a little tired afterward if you're on performance mode for too long. So next from Emil on Twitter, does Jonathan use puns off the air as often as he does on the show? Emil, no, I do not use puns as often off the air as I do on the show. I use them way more. <laughs> Actually, I, w- I would say that you you. Preserve your best puns for the show. Well, what's best is that they're I will, concentrated. I will actually put in for a lot of them. I'll put in the pause and then the pun, which is like it's really just the warning. Here it comes, and then boom. Just really because I want to. I want to pause and remind myself. You need to look at Lauren now to watch her reaction. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because my my reactions. Hey, look, look, our next question. From Don on Twitter, how often does Lauren roll her eyes at Jonathan? At least twice an episode. I'd say that's a probably a pretty good average. I've been keeping track, and so far it's three. I'll um I'll update you guys at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so before we go on, I want to take a quick moment to allow one of our fellow podcast groups to say something. I believe Car Stuff has something they wanted to say. <laughs> Hey, Jonathan. Hey, Lauren. It's uh, Car Stuff. I'm Ben. I'm Scott. And we just wanted to tell you and all of your fans that we're huge Tech Stuff fans. We have an argument sometimes about what the most important thing that happened on a June 10th ever was, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think we've got it pretty well narrowed down, don't we? Yeah, like it was between the Spirit Rover, which launched on uh, June 10th, uh, Equal Pay Act signed into law. First, uh, the one of the first female saints of Lebanon canonized on uh, June 10th. But then there was something else. Yeah, something that happened on June 10th, 2008. And it was a big, big deal. It was the very first episode of Tech Stuff. And the world has never been the same. Congratulations on your 600th episode, guys. 600. That's a big milestone. Congratulations. Wow. I haven't heard what they said yet, but I assume that it was amazing and that when I listen back to this podcast, my heart is going to grow three sizes. That's that's the effect that Scott Benjamin has on me Actually, every day. And and to be fair, we haven't heard. We know that they recorded something. In fact, that's the case for all of the ones with one exception. <laughs> so we'll find out. Now, I want to know how you would say the next name, because I keep 
dividing it up in different ways. And I'm not sure that any of them are right. I, I actually um, asked, and, and I don't think that the, the human person in question had a chance to get back to me. Um, this is a, a question from Tumblr, um, and I'm going to assume it's the Mappus tree. Okay, that makes sense more sense than them apes tree. Uh, which is what I was thinking. Yes, but but Tumblr being what it is, um, I didn't have immediate access to the person's name. So mm-hmm. the Mapistry on Tumblr um, asked, do you two name the office equipment? And do either of you have your own microphone cover? I've heard that they can get nasty. Uh, I have not named any office equipment. I'm not one to actually give names to um, inanimate objects in general. I find it amusing when other people do. I do understand that lots of folks name their cars. Uh, I don't do that either. So, well, do you... you don't have a car, to be fair. Well, no, but you know, well, technically, I have a car. I just oh. don't drive it. Uh, <laughs> but do you name any of the office equipment? I, mean, uh, I don't. I don't think I have. But now that you mention it, I feel like we should. I uh, usually I reserve names for things that, uh, like for inanimate objects, I'll reserve a name for something that that tasks me. Wrath of Khan style. Oh, so, see, see, this would be even better then. I mean, if we if we named stuff around the office, especially like after our coworkers, just to sow discord. No, okay, but yeah, things like uh, if if the copier were being particularly difficult, I might name it uh, to therefore direct my ire in a more focused way. But everything here works pretty well, with one notable exception. Uh, until recently, the air conditioning in this podcast studio. Uh, which I have referred to at least one other time in this in this particular <laughs> in this recording. very episode, yeah. yes. But no, I do not. And as for the uh, the own microphone cover, I use the one that's uh, already in here. I do as well. Um, I believe I could be wrong about this. That Chuck is the only person who brings in his own microphone cover. Noel is is nodding to us yeah. from behind his safety wall. Yeah, Chuck Chuck will remove the microphone cover and often leave it off. Uh, so sometimes when we come in to record, not not this show, but when we record forward thinking, which follows stuff you should know. On um, Tuesdays, yes. Uh, then often we will come in and Lauren's microphone will be sans cover and we have to track it down. Uh, so if you want to write to Chuck and ask him to be more <laughs> more uh, thoughtful it's not, about that. It's not a big deal. No, I mean, uh, Lauren... Like, it's usually like right there. It usually takes... Yeah, she pointed, by the way, in case you were wondering what that was. I think, um, I think they figured it out. Yeah. Well, here's a neat surprise. We've got our friends from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, Robert and Julie, who wanted to say something to us. So here we go. Lauren and Jonathan, we have a message for you. We've really enjoyed your episodes about technology's impact on our lives. And we really like your jokes and puns. They've never once given us hives. And And by by the way, way, this is Robert and Julie from the podcast Stuff Stuff to Blow Your Mind. Wow. I hear there was singing involved. I honestly don't know yet because I haven't listened to it, but I am sure that it was amazing because both Robert and Julie are amazing podcasters. And amazing singers. They mostly communicate around the office through chanting. They do. Uh, in fact, it's Eldritch chanting, which is what really makes me gibber. So thanks, guys. So next, from Prosaic Paradise on Tumblr. What's up with the app not showing the current hosts? Excellent question. We want to know the same thing, or actually, we do know the same thing. And uh, and basically, the the answer is that um that the company that developed the app for How Stuff Works um is no longer under contract with with How Stuff Works. Yeah, that means that changing it it's outside of our area, right? We don't have anyone in How Stuff Works who does app development, so we can't 
we can't do it. Well, and and furthermore, we don't own the code for it. Right. Um, they own the code for it, right. so we can't really go in and change it ourselves from a legal standpoint. Right. So that is why the even though I've been with the show for over a year, my picture is not on there and my name is not on there. This is a frustration shared by several of the podcast teams. Um, stuff you missed in history class has gone through changes. Yep. Uh, forward thinking isn't even on there. Right. So, so we're we're trying uh, very hard. I, I know that, that we have top men working on it. Uh, <laughs> we do not have a timeline for when that will be addressed, but uh, trust us, it, it frustrates us as well. We would much prefer it to reflect um, the the current state. So uh, next, we've got a five part question. So before we go into the five part question, uh, I wanted to take another quick moment. I hear that there's this uh, conspiratorial podcast that wanted to say something. Yeah, they kind of creep me out, but let's go ahead. Could it be true, Ben? Have the prophecies been fulfilled? The signs are there, Matthew. Six hundred. It's the mark. We've waited so long. Now it's here. The time has come. I would say congratulations to Lauren and Jonathan, but you know what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) The end! The end! The end! I'm going to assume that that was a cheerful hello and congratulations for 600 episodes. I have not listened to that one either. I'm going to assume that it wasn't full of nothing but audible spiders. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I. Here's hoping it wasn't just a number station, right? Just twenty-seven, <laughs> seventeen, <laughs> three. Yeah, uh, you never know with those guys. So next we have our old friend Antrix who from uh, Facebook, and I, I do apologize if I've mispronounced your name. Mm-hmm. He uh, had five different questions for us. So the first one is, which studio slash recording room has been the best so far? I know you guys and gals have moved. Boy, have we. Huh, um, so I have been in three different podcast studios <laughs> in the year that I've been here. Uh, Jonathan, were there others besides that? or yes. was it? There was one more. Okay. Oh, that's right. Because they stuck you guys in the really creepy little booth first, didn't they? Well, first there was a room. It was similar to the one that we ended up in. You remember the one that had the alcove? That right. was the audio recording studio that had an alcove and a little curtain that b- blocked the alcove off from the rest of the studio. Right. And the larger part of the studio being used for, for video. Video. Now, originally we weren't doing video. So the audio room was just one giant room. So with all that acoustics bouncing around everywhere. Yep. yep. You had the the producer sitting there in full view, kind of sort of the way we do now if the foam barrier were taken down. Um and don't even joke about that. No, we we don't. We're turning into Welcome to Night Vale. <laughs> uh so the yeah, we we had a, a one big room there. Then we moved into the model where we uh, well, first we were in an, a corner office, the same no, not the same corner office, a different corner office than we were in the, the last time, uh, which, of course, was not ideal because we had a lot of outside noise that came in. Uh, we did that for a while while they did construction and added the alcove into our uh, production studio. So then we went moved back into that room, except now it was a different kind of style room. It had been laid out in a different way, and it had this specific alcove that was just big enough to have one of these small round tables that were set across. Mm-hmm. And it, it was about the size of a, of a kitchenette. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. And then uh, we had that little curtain that would divide off. So once we closed the curtain, we could never really be sure that our producer was still sitting at the computer or hadn't just wandered off somewhere. I generally um, assumed uh, Tyler was our was our producer editor yeah. or or predator as I really prefer to use for him specifically because he was also doing some work in and um in one of those Zentai suits as an invisible yeah, character. If you've ever seen video, any of the Invisible Man videos that from House of Works, that was usually Tyler. Yeah, almost so, always. So I mean, really, he's I mean. He, he's a predator. He can turn invisible. Yeah. Yeah. He also uh, he also does that weird laugh thing. Uh, then we moved over into an office that was not meant to be a podcast studio either, but we needed to do that for a while. And that was not again, ideal. again, a corner office overlooking highways. Yep. And then uh, and that was because we were had gotten into video production quite a bit. Enough and so that we could not afford to um, shut down video every time we needed to record audio and vice versa. Yeah, there were too many conflicts, right? You'd have some people in shooting video while other people needed to record podcasts. And we only had one space to do both. So that's why we had to convert an office into a podcast studio. Then we moved office locations, moving uh, within the same building, but down a couple of floors. And now we have a really pretty nice setup. It's a larger room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got plenty of space for, for the predator to sit at. Uh, then we've got our tiny little table with our, our three microphones set up. Uh, the table is actually way smaller than what this room could uh, could have in it. So we do plan on replacing the table at some point. So that he uh, says, hopefully <laughs> three people can sit around it and not feel like they're sitting in each other's laps. Uh, we have one window that faces into the office. Uh, that that's the window that I like to stand at and stare through when uh, car yeah. stuff is going too long. He he, cre- he creeps on it. I do, and then of course all the walls are pretty much covered in foam. Uh, that that solid foam we were talking about earlier, and um, yeah, there was a while where this podcast was our least favorite podcast studio. Uh, because of the heat problem. Uh, yeah, for for a while we thought it was broken. There was a duct issue. Um, it turned out the entire time that the thermostat was on a different side of the office, and that the people there would would get really cold, and so crank the thermostat up to high. Uh, and the thermostat was controlling our room, not their room. So they were like, "Why is this still cold? Turn it up a little more." Meanwhile, Lauren and I are in here thinking. We're turning into puddles. Yeah, uh, th- there was definitely some some sweating. I actually once, um, in complete earnesty, said to Jonathan and Noel, "I can't work like this." Yeah, and and I meant it so much, and I still owe you guys cookies for that thing. Oh, you know, ultimately, if you had sat through it and tried to do a podcast in that mood, it would have been the either greatest podcast ever recorded, but for the wrong <laughs> reasons, or the worst podcast ever recorded. So I'm glad that we we cut it at that point. That's very true. So uh, then the next part of the question is, do the podcasters face each other or sit side by side? And where does the producer sit? I feel Jonathan can illustrate all this with his voice very well. All right. Journey with me, folks. <laughs> so if you were to walk into the door... That would hurt. But if you open the door and walked into the room, you would see first you'd be staring at the back of Lauren's head. Oh, she's she's keeping a tally. Uh, so you would see the back of Lauren's head because uh, she's facing with her back to the door. I, as the paranoid person who's always aware of my situation, refuse to have my back to the door. He does this in restaurants, too. He won't sit with his back facing any door. This is actually true. Uh, so anyway, I'm sitting toward the corner of the room and we've got this little round table in the middle and we are facing one another. So I'm, I'm looking directly at Lauren. I can see the door behind her. The little window into the office is behind her. Uh, to my left, to Lauren's right, is the desk and the protective foam barrier where we have the uh, the computer 
where, you know, the, the Mac that all this audio is flowing into on the other side of that Mac is Noel. I assume he's still there. He is. Uh, I'm seeing a glare. I made eye contact. All right. Well, anyway, uh, behind Noel is the window we talk about, the window that faces out toward the the street. Oh, right. Not the small window, uh, the inter-office window. It is coated with foam and a large, heavy curtain that's meant to muffle sound, which it does pretty well. The average traffic sounds we don't really hear. It's when sirens or Mm -hmm. a very heavy truck or someone who wants to be a drag racer is going up and down the street or, you know, it's a MARTA train. Those are the times when we can actually hear it. Uh, right. Next question. Was the studio in the Stuff You Should Know TV show your actual studio? The answer is not at all. Um, that yeah. was that was a set yep. um, that was not on location here at the office. It was elsewhere. Yeah. Um, although briefly, some staffers got to come in and uh, and, and create desks for the fictional staffers that were going to to be on the show. Mm -hmm. And I believe in the original pilot, um, you had a cameo. Uh, I have a walk by. Yeah. You can see me walking by in one of the shots. Yeah. And uh, in fact, the pilot episode was shot in a different set than the rest of the episodes were. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that set dressing and everything that was all created for the show. None of that is really what some of it came from our office. They actually took some pieces from our office, but our office is not quite as eclectic as that. Not not quite and, and not quite as open and airy and uh, capable of putting large camera rigs through. Although right. we do still have some of the red foam um, f- forming our protective foam barrier. Barrier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Next, we have what gadgets do both of you use in your daily lives? Um, uh, I personally, I mean, I mean, daily I've got an iPhone 4, a Fitbit Force, and a MacBook Pro that I, I, I'm looking at one of these screens basically any time that I am off of work. Yeah. I've got a Nexus 4 smartphone, a, my Pebble smartwatch, which everyone who knows me knows I've talked about a billion times. Uh, I've got – I pretty much use my Xbox at least once every single day, whether it's to play a game or to watch a video on. I, I use it as a media player as well. Um, I've got a Nexus 7 tablet which I occasionally use mostly to play goofy games that I don't mm-hmm. want on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on top of that, then I've got, you know, some other random things. I, I used to be the person who carried uh, an iPod with me wherever I went because I didn't really want to use up my phone battery mm-hmm. for uh, for playing MP3s. As I used to use an HTC G1, which was great, except the battery life was terrible. Yeah. But the Nexus 4 battery life is actually quite good. And now I've gotten to the point where it took a while to wean me off of it. But mm. I've gotten to the point now where I just rely on that. I use that to listen to podcasts. I use it to listen to streaming audio. And I use it as my phone. So, um, oh, and I and I really rely on a, a gift that was given to all of us here at How Stuff Works. Ah, that battery charger. That as well. No. That's a big one. That was not given to all of us. That oh, was that's no, true. That was, that, was, that was a prize. That was a major award. Thank you. Uh, no, I was thinking of the Beats Audio headphones, <laughs> which this is not obviously this episode not sponsored by them. But that was a gift because we were moving to an open office environment and there was a concern there'd be too much noise. So they gave all of us Beats Audio uh, headphones, but they have like a little microphone on them. They're that kind of, of head headphones. So I use them. 
with my phone. So that way, when I get calls, I can take the calls and still have the headphones on and actually hear the call better because my hearing is not great, guys. And my hearing's been I've been losing my hearing slowly over the last few years. Hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah. And I, I guess I also do use a Kindle pretty frequently. There we go. Touchscreen Kindles. Cool. Yeah. So what's next? This is the last question from him. Uh, what online service slash app can you not live without? Uh, Dashlane, which is my password manager. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. You talk about that one all the time. Yeah, that one, uh, I use that, that. It has a desktop app. It has a, uh, a smartphone app, but it also has a web interface. So if I were to use someone else's computer, I could navigate to the Dashlane website, use my master password to log into my Dashlane account. And then from there, I could log into whatever account I needed to. And I don't even need to know what the password is. So I use Dashlane to generate strong passwords that I could never remember on my own because I'm not someone who's going to be like lowercase x, seven, uppercase g. Like, I'm not going to remember that. Mm -hmm. But because I can use this one master password to access everything, I don't have to. Sure. Um, I, I'm going to say space team. Um, this is, this is a game. Um, it was developed by Henry Smith, uh, formerly of BioWare. And, uh, basically it, it turns, it's a, it's a team game. And so you hook a bunch of, of phones into this game all at the same time. Uh, it's, it's for two to four players or with an expansion four to eight. And, uh, it's, it, it turns your phone into, into like the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise. And so you've got these weird little nonsense buttons and everyone else has different nonsense buttons. So you have to shout at your friends to do different stuff in order nice. to make the ship fly. So it'll be all like, toggle the shock crane, set the alpha fluid to zero, test the hypothesis, boil the kettle. <laughs> and it's, it's the best fun that I've ever had in my entire life. Well, gosh, so. I might have to try that now. I was yeah. not familiar with that. It's great. All right. Well, before we move on to our next question, we do have quite a few more. Uh, let's take a quick break. I think um, Stuff Mom Never Told You wanted to say something. Oh, hey, Jonathan. And hey, Lauren. Happy 600th Tech Stuff episode. This is Kristen. And this is Caroline. From Stuff Mom Never Told You. And hey, even though we don't have 600 episodes yet, we'll get there, right, Caroline? We're getting there. We're working on it every week. Every week. So thanks for, you know. Showing us up. Yeah. Always. Thanks, ladies. That was awesome. Still haven't listened to it yet, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm making assumptions. I, it's pretty safe when it comes to Kristen and Caroline, though. They're they're awesome people. They are. They're stand up humans. Yeah. And by the way, every single one of these shows, if you're not familiar with them, go check out a few episodes. Because honestly, our coworkers are incredible people. We talked about that earlier. We really mean it. Their shows are amazing. They they really are. And in the uh, coming days and weeks, I'm going to try to share some specifically tech relevant episodes because we all have a little bit of overlap here and there in our show content. Um, mm-hmm. and and uh, try to recommend a few things that you guys would really like. So absolutely. So next is from Cody on Facebook, who said, "If you have children, how adept are they with current technology?" My three year old daughter thought she could swipe to the next picture in her book. LOL. Made me feel old. Well, neither of us have kids. Nope. Uh, we've uh, had limited interaction with children because they frighten us. <laughs> uh, but some of our friends have children and we do have pets. Not saying that pets are exactly like having children because that's terrible. Um, also, my dog is terrible at any technology. Yeah, that my, my dog also not. And it's not even fun having a dog because you don't even have good like iPad games for dogs because yeah. the dog is kind of like, I just want to chew that thing. I, I There was a time where my dog was fascinated by any dog that appeared on the television, but he has since stopped caring. 
<laughs> so the the only time that my dog has ever reacted to anything going on on a screen was um do, do you remember that that squeaky frog video? There was this really uh, cute kind of like inflatable looking frog. Uh, it, it's called the Namaqua rain frog. It's from South Africa. It has this squeaky distress call like defense mechanism. Um, if you guys if you guys just Google squeaky frog, you'll you'll find it. But um, but it's this very high pitched like upset kitten or puppy dog kind of noise that this frog makes in order to discourage things from eating it. Mm -hmm. And upon playing this video, my dog freaked out. Mm. And this is like a 13 year old dog. Like she doesn't really freak out about stuff unless it's absolutely necessary. Right. This is this is clearly freak out DEFCON 1. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, I, I will be having a niece soon. So uh, I will experiment on my niece and find out what kind of technology I can get her addicted to and then laugh at my sister and brother-in-law. So we'll we'll see. Next, we have from Kyle on Facebook uh, several questions. So what is a technology that you covered that you still struggle to fully understand? This is a great question because there are times when we go into the podcast studio and, you know, most of the time you'll hear me say, like, I have to be honest, there's parts here that are beyond me, but this is my understanding of it. Um, Large Hadron Collider, I think, leaps to mind. Uh, I I think the thing with particle physics is that no one really understands. I mean, any particle physicist you talk to is probably going to say that they're like, well... There comes a point where you're just like, well, this is what happens. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, honestly, energy systems get really difficult to understand. Like like anything having to do with electron flow intrinsically confuses me um i mean because it like i i totally get that it works but i really can't convince my brain that it should work well Um, it it doesn't help that the earliest descriptions of electricity were talking about positively charged elements moving along a a a current or, or moving along a circuit rather and therefore uh everything that followed is intrinsically backwards Huh, yeah. Because it turns out it's negatively charged particles. Yeah. Um, uh, h- however, I mean, like, like photon behavior and uh, quantum mechanics tend to make perfect sense to me. That I follow along perfectly. My brain has no problems uh, mincing that kind of stuff. So, to be fair, Lauren often finds herself entangled and in superposition. So, I that cannot be more true. <laughs> Next. Kyle asks, are there any shows that you have recorded but not aired (laughs) Uh. or shows you re-recorded because the first take was not up to snuff? Okay, yeah. So we recorded. We sat down and did a full recording, full episode. It had to be an hour long, easy. Easy. About the Ultima series. Uh, The the video game series. Yeah, the computer game series that started with uh, Richard Garriott. Uh, starting with Alcalabeth, technically, and then moving all the way through Ultima. Uh, once we were done, I didn't feel great about it uh, as soon as we left the the studio. And that, that feeling stuck with me. And I felt that we really, that, and this really falls on my shoulders, that I really didn't do a very good job with it, that, I, that it didn't feel like it was much more than what you would have gotten if you had stood at a, a store shelf and all of the games were in front of you and you just read the backs of the games. I feel like a, it was like that. It was, it was very early in my podcast days here and... um and I was having an off week. I think that honestly, you were having an off week, and and it just turned out to to yeah to to not be. It could have used some editing going in. I could have stood to have added some more notes, uh, and and I wasn't being extremely talkative in the studio that day. So so overall, um, it, it turned into 
not a great episode that we wound up scrapping. Yeah, and it's, it's we, still we technically recorded. Yeah, we, we haven't gone back. I mean, one of these days we should really face our fears and tackle it again. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back. I mean, I love that series, so I do want to do it justice. But yeah, that particular episode. Uh, now, if you go back further, uh, there was an episode that I recorded with Chris Paulette ages ago about who invented the radio. And Chris and I sat down and we had a 45 minute discussion. And as soon as we finished, we just stared at each other for a good probably 15 seconds. And then I said, yeah, that was awful. And, <laughs> and, and he said, you know, that was terrible. I said, do you want to do it again? And he looked at me and he's like, I don't want to do it again, but we need to do it again. And we re-recorded it at that time. Like we, as soon as we had finished, because there was no one coming into the studio after us on that day. And this was 11 in the morning. We had been in the studio for two hours. And so we started it up again. So if you go back and listen to that Who Invented the Radio podcast, which still is out there, uh, that's the re-recorded one. And it was amazing. It was easily one of the best episodes we did that year. But we had to go through some terrible, terrible times to get there. So can we hear some outtakes or unfiltered pre-post-recording banter? No, you cannot. (laughs) You cannot. Uh, you cannot. We we do have some, but uh, it's almost all either uninteresting. Yeah, I can. I, I mean, basically what happens um, that you don't hear is us mispronouncing words or names, sometimes our own names, right. uh, coughing, making weird mouth noises, yeah. um, drinking tea. Yeah, I laugh a lot. You guys. Uh, there's also um, there's also occasionally some swearing that happens. Yeah. Uh, it's not comic. It's just when something really frustrating happens. Uh, you know, we're not. um we're not always the, you know, both of us have, have dropped some, some interesting colorful metaphors, as they would say in Star Trek. Uh, that, that is, that is correct. But, uh, not at each other, by the way. No. no I don't no. mean that we yell at each other. Rather, it's more <laughs> because there's something that's gone wrong that has, you know, we thought we were ready to go and something has gone wrong and it, and it makes everything go pear-shaped. Yes. Yes. Also, depending on how punchy I am, I'll just kind of pepper anytime, anytime I mess up a line, I'll, just yeah. toss, toss a few interesting words in there for but, Noel to cut out and save really, his blackmail material. The outtakes aren't really terribly interesting. It's usually like it, it's something where we've stumbled over a sentence and we've gone back and to se- try to say the sentence again. Like that little stumble I just had, that could be an example. It's not entertaining, really. Uh, next, what kind of technology does Jonathan use to shave his head? <laughs> it's called a razor. Dude, I, I, like a straight razor? I mean, no, like a, like dude, a, I don't use a straight razor. He's a safety razor. I'm not insane. I'm not Sweeney Todd. <laughs> are you? Are you not okay, Sweeney Todd? Uh, I can't talk about that. Not without the chorus. Uh, they have to back me up. No, uh, I use, a, I use a safety razor. I'm actually part of, a, and they don't sponsor the show, but I'm part of the, uh, men's shave club. Men's shave club. Yeah. I remember, I remember a lot of hubbub about that. Um, I'm a member of that. I love it because I, I just subscribe and then I get razors sent to me and I, I'm, it's fantastic. So, uh, I use that. Um, all right. Next, what technological brand best sums up your co-host and why? Do, do we really want to go here? All right. So we have to decide what, what, <laughs> What brand? I'm gonna have Lauren go first because that will determine how how I answer whether <laughs> oh, whether I'm nice or snarky. All right. Um. Well, I was I was gonna say I was gonna say Android. Okay. Um. Because because you've got a sense of humor, um. Perhaps a fixation on dessert, and uh. And you do a lot of cross branding. That's fair. Okay. That's good. That was very sweet. Ah, oh, crap. That means I gotta back <laughs> off. All right. 
because I was going to say Furby. Um, oh, OK. Really, really is just that, that, you know, you speak gibberish and I can't understand anything you say. No, that's I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Uh, you know, uh, it's interesting. I'm going to this is going to sound weird and it's not because this is the gaming console you have, but I'm going to say Xbox. The reason and I'm talking about like Xbox 360 to be specific. OK. All right. You know, I'm being really specific because Xbox 360, because one, you're awesome. You know, I love the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, when you make a mistake, you own up to it because that's what Microsoft did with Xbox 360 quite a few times. Sometimes it take, took them a while. It has never taken Lauren a while. She's, in fact, she's way too hard on herself most of the time. And, uh, uh, also, um, I can't tell you, say, Lauren, turn off and you turn off. It doesn't work because you're not Xbox One. You're an Xbox 360. So that's also true. That's very true. All right. Well, then now that's all of Kyle's questions. You know, we got another uh, got another notification here. Uh, it turns out that um this the show called Forward Thinking wants to say something. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hear from let's hear from them. Hey there, tech stuff. This is Forward Thinking, the podcast that looks at the future and says, I am the modern man. I'm Jonathan Strickland. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Joe McCormick. And I am the only member of Forward Thinking who is not also a member of tech stuff. So here we are. Yes. Saying a great shout out to tech stuff. Congratulations on your 600th episode. Thank you. So many congratulations. Yeah. We're so happy. Yeah. We're great. Joe, did you, you said that you had like a, yeah. a listener suggestion for I, us? I have a suggestion as just coming as a fan of tech stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you should do a year of Event Horizon, which is just one solid year of episodes that are only about Event Horizon. The technology of Event Horizon, um, well, it's tech stuff, so it'd basically just be the technology, I guess. So, 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 Joe, were, were you aware that we, we did an episode about Event Horizon? One is not enough. Oh, I see. I see. That's well, the whole point. We will we will definitely take that under advisement and put that in our good idea pile, won't we, Lauren? Uh that was all I had in my good idea pile to begin with. So I'm not sure oh. are we working off of different piles? I'm so alone. You know, two out of those three hosts sounded really awesome. The third host sounded even better. He did. Joe, you're amazing. He is. Uh, we love you, Joe. So that was a that was a lot of fun for us to do. That was the one of these uh, these little shout outs that we've actually heard before. So um, next we have from Ricardo on Facebook. What is your research process on every podcast? We've kind of covered that, but we'll talk a little bit more. Is your research limited to surfing the Internet or do you guys do some investigative or journalism uh, work to become knowledgeable? Or maybe you guys are just walking encyclopedias. We are not walking encyclopedias. Uh, Jonathan is a tiny, tiny bit. Um, more like a walking, like really old farmer's almanac. That's about as close as I can get. That's fair. Uh, most of our research is online. Very occasionally we will consult a book, but it is usually a book that has been scanned into Google Docs. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's really rare that we ever go outside that. I mean, it's uh, we've done on tech stuff in the past ages and ages ago, a couple of interview episodes, but mostly it's online. Uh, we don't tend to do any investigative or journal- journalism work in that sense, the traditional journalism work, because um, that's not our training. We're not trained as as investigative journalists. I technically am a little bit, but um, I got out of that field because I really dislike it. 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but, but yeah, no, I mean, also that's not, yeah, that's not really what we're going for with this show. Um, I, I would love it if we could, um, do more interviews in the future and have, yeah. have people join us on the show. I know a bunch of our, our sister podcasts do that and I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll certainly, and if you guys have a wish list of folks that you think we should interview, definitely send them in because we'll be happy to at yeah. least put out feelers out there yeah, and yeah. see if we can do and, it. And especially if any of you guys know anyone who is awesome, who you think we should talk to then you know give us the hookup yep and next uh, ricardo says and do you guys sell attire like shirts and sweatshirts thanks for the show i'm your biggest fan uh we do not um there is how stuff works merchandise that you can find by going to store.discovery.com and searching for how stuff works Mm -hmm. um also uh josh and chuck of stuff you should know have their own line of shirts that I believe you can access through stuffyoushouldknow.com. Right. And but if all of you out there have been dying for tech stuff merchandise, let us know. We'll we'll at least uh, let people know about it. And, you know, we can't make any promises, but I mean, come on, guys, you know me. I'm not going to be upset if my face is plastered on shirts out there. I don't. I don't know if I want my face on a shirt. I'm not sure the how back I of feel your head. about that. Okay, that's so cool. that way it could be like a picture, as if someone were standing in the doorway and taking a photo of the uh, the the podcast room. Uh, all right. So, uh, well, you know, we've got one last uh, pair of questions, but before we get to that, I think uh, a certain Josh and Chuck wanted to say something. Yeah. Speaking of those crazy kids. Hey, this is Josh from Stuff You Should Know. Chuck can't be here, but he asked me to speak on his behalf as well, which I'm happy to do, and we. Just want to throw in our two cents about how grateful we are to tech stuff for even being in existence. I remember back in the days when it was Jonathan and Chris, and that was wonderful. And then now it's Jonathan and Lauren, and it's just better than ever. You guys are doing so great. Uh, and we are just so thankful to you guys. You know, before tech stuff came along, Chuck thought everything was magic. He used to refer to his phone as this little magic box. And he was quite serious at the time. Um, me being married to a woman of Japanese descent, I, I'm familiarish with technology, and I realize it's not magic, but I never realized just how intricate our modern world is until I, I was introduced to tech stuff, and everything changed. So um, thank you very much, you guys. And also, I want to point out, I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence. Do you... That before tech stuff came along, there was no such thing as the iPhone. There was no such thing as 3D printing, really. Uh, there was no such thing as 4K definition television. Some may say that they, they just happen to not really be correlated, but I would say that they are definitely correlated, if not causated, which is a word. But thank you, you guys, and congratulations. This is fantastic. Congratulations on your 600th episode. Celebrate it. Relish it. Enjoy it. Congratulations, guys. Thanks, guys. Now, Josh and Chuck, of course, they had their 600th episode already. They, the stuff you should know started recording before tech stuff did a couple of months before. So they're ahead of us, uh, quite a bit, uh, in more ways than one, but they are, they're amazing guys. And if you have not listened to stuff you should know, You've got to listen to it. They're- you you really do. First of all, I don't know uh, what rock you have been living under, but um, it's probably been a fabulous vacation. But it's time it's time to listen to that show. It's great, yeah. and and they are genuinely just two of the nicest, raddest dudes. Um, when Jonathan yeah. and I took a took a work trip up to Discovery Corporate headquarters, Chuck was 
very much my ambassador through through that very strange experience. And, and he was just awesome the entire time. Not yeah. that Josh wasn't, but I didn't have as much personal the, contact. The, the neat thing is they're very laid back, very relaxed. Uh, and they're relaxed whether they're interacting with fans, with their coworkers or with celebrities. I mean, they've got celebrity fans that they've uh, met and hung out with. And they're really cool guys. Uh, I don't know if we have any celebrity fans, but to me, you guys are all celebrities because you're awesome. You are. So uh, whether whether you have a show or you just like to listen to them, we love you. We do. And finally, from Rogilio on Facebook, we have our, our last question. What is the most exciting part of the recording process? Uh, I think when I say... Um, we'll talk to you again really soon. And we hear the little <laughs> clicking button from Noel saying that the recording has stopped and we have finished our final recording of the day. And it means we can leave. That might be it. Yeah, it depends on your on your definition of the word exciting. Um, I, I, I mean, if you're talking about like terror of performance, that's pretty exciting. Uh, <laughs> do you a, still get that? Oh, I do. I do. It's I mean, not not like every day and not the same like kind of physically shaking terror that that I got for the first couple weeks there but but it's I, you know I still get nervous basically every time I come into the studio just a little bit uh, it'll it'll gradually wear off uh, uh, but but no I mean it's like like I was saying kind of near the top of the episode um just just getting to learn stuff that I never even knew existed let alone how it worked and and then getting to share that with all of you guys and Furthermore, getting to hear back from you um, uh, is is amazing and beautiful. Yeah, the the to be really honest about exciting, the, the thing I find really exciting is when we have a topic that neither of us thought was going to be particularly interesting, and then as you get into the actual recording, you realize this is really cool, it's fascinating, and and multi tiered, and yeah. yeah, I mean, even stuff that on the surface seems simple, and you're like, how are we going to make how refrigerators work an interesting podcast? But as you start talking about, it, you're like, no, this this physics stuff, it's amazing. You start this to is learn an elegant and beautiful system. Yeah, yeah. Le- learning how the universe works and how we work within it is uh is constantly a, a really high motivator for us. So. And as is our interaction with you guys. So that leads us to our question for you, which is that now that we've done 600 episodes, what's something you would like to see from us in the future? Are there particular style shows that you've always wanted us to do, but maybe we haven't? Maybe that interview style show is something you've always wanted, or Mm -hmm. maybe there's some other form of topic that we've never tackled that you think is ripe for a tech stuff episode. Or maybe you're just saying, look, we want the Jonathan and Lauren t-shirts already. Let us know. Send us a message. You can let us know on email. Our address is techstuff at discovery.com or drop us a line on Facebook, Twitter, or Tumblr. Our handle at all three is techstuffhsw. And Lauren and I will talk to you again, who knows, maybe another 600 times really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. 